0: The Adam Crowley Show.
1: What is that? It's... There's stuff still... Uh, <laughs> there's stuff still stuck to my mouth. Get rid of it. I can't, and it's awful.
2: Okay. Uh, sweet. Uh. I, heard,
1: I heard a little bit of Harry Caray. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh.
0: Adam Crowley. Uh. On ESPN Pittsburgh.
1: As I am Pittsburgh's commissioner for the NBA, I grant last night's game between the Cavaliers and the Warriors one jelly bean. That means there's been two jelly beans in three games so far. It's been a good series. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow us on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina is across from me. Shirtless Tom is behind the glass. I was doing my usual perusing of the interwebs and the radio signals from throughout the town as I drove into work today. And the big topic seems to be, is Ryan Shazier going to play football again or not? Anybody else feel bad about having that conversation? I know they don't feel bad about that conversation across the street. But do normal people feel bad about that? Do people who aren't desperate for radio content feel bad about that? I'm not desperate. I'm never desperate. We'll talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about, whether it's the NBA or which country we should be rooting for in the World Cup. I don't need to turn Ryan Shazier's injury into a topic in that regard. Drives me crazy that that's the question being asked. Is he going to play or is he not going to play? The guy walked up to the podium, and he walked better than he did at the NFL draft. He's taking steps in the right direction. Can't we be happy for that guy in his life? Ryan Shazier says he wants to play again. That's his goal. You know what? If he's in a place to play again, it's because he's been able to get to a place where he can run and walk and live life normally. It just doesn't feel like there's any emotion attached to that conversation. And for me, there's always been emotion tied with Ryan Shazier's situation. When I watched it happen with Brian in the DVE studios as we were doing our game broadcast, man, I didn't want to talk after that. I didn't want to watch the rest of the game. I didn't want to think about football or what football can do to people in their lives. When he flipped over and his legs followed, maybe me want to cry. So I'm not today going to hop on the radio just because Ryan Shazier spoke yesterday and say, oh, I think he's going to play again. And I don't want to be the guy, sure as hell, who says, oh, there's no way he's going to play again. Don't count him out. And to have the conversation, I think, diminishes everything that he's gone through to even get to the point where he's walking to the podium. Yesterday was a big deal for Ryan Shazier. Yesterday was a huge deal for that guy. Everything that he's been through to now feel like he can walk out in front of the media and speak, going to games and sitting in a chair is one thing, and standing up is one thing. Walking out at the NFL draft is one thing, but walking out and getting asked questions about everything that you've gone through is mentally draining. Ryan Shazier is a tough son of a gun, man. To have the courage to stand up there with everything that he's gone through, it is courageous. Man, I know I wouldn't be out there. I'd be hiding my face somewhere. In fact, I wouldn't be walking yet because I didn't have the drive that that guy does. I'd be done. I think a lot of people would be done. Guy's working his ass off. And that's the conversation that should be had. How far he's come, not how far he has to go. It's not fair to Ryan Shazier to look at him walk up there the way that he walked up there and say, oh, he's never going to play again. That is not fair to that guy. And when you ask the question, you prompt people to give that answer. You prompt people to say, did you see the way that he walked? You really think that guy's going to play again? That's what you prompt them to say. And why? Because you're not creative enough to come up with any other content. Pirates stink. They're being passed like a ship in the night by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Why don't you talk about that? Why don't you talk about the NBA Finals? Why don't you talk about the Stanley Cup Final? Why don't you find another way to talk about Ryan Shazier without diminishing the journey that he's taken to get to the point where he can walk up to the podium and answer questions about what was the worst day of his life and the worst hundred days of his life? It's disingenuous. How do we talk about Ryan Shazier? How can we make that a topic? Can he play again? Put it up on the poll. Let's do it. Ah, F that. Talk about something else. Talk about the journey. Don't tell me he can't make it. Jung Ho Gong is going to come back. Woo! Yeah, World Series! Yes, Jung Ho Gong! He's not going to make that big of a difference, but he should be better than what they have. That's not to say he's good enough to be your everyday starting third baseman, but is he better than Sean Rodriguez? Most likely, yes. Bang! That's what should matter. Pirates fans for a long time have been screaming, this team does not do enough to win. This team doesn't bring in high-priced players. And while Jung Ho-Gung isn't a high-priced player, he's making about $6 million, so bringing him in means you got to pay him. And he does improve the roster. He's not going to be the savior that some are making him out to be, but he is better than what they have. And therefore, even though he's a dirtbag, Pirates fans, you probably should want him on your baseball team. I don't like the idea of him driving around my city. I don't want him running over one of my relatives or my wife or my friends. But apparently he won't be driving. Go out there, play baseball, make the Pirates a little bit better. Something that Pirates fans have been screaming about for a while. Bring in somebody that's going to make us better. I've heard just as many Pirate fans think that this guy is going to really help this team in a meaningful way as I've heard Pirates fans who say... Oh, I don't want him around. But all those Pirates fans say the Pirates don't do enough to win. Well, bringing him back amid all that nonsense is trying to do something to help the team win. I'm not taking the Pirates' side here. I'm not taking the side of the front office. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But hey, for once, it does feel good because they very rarely do what they're supposed to be doing. LeBron James had another LeBron game last night. It wasn't as dominant as he's been in this series. Game one was... (laughs) It was godly. Last night, he was great for an average player. Or for a good player. It wasn't great by LeBron standards, but it's still great. But he has to work for everything because his teammates... Kevin Love's fine. But the rest are, and that team is. Meanwhile, KD's getting whatever he wants. And a lot of that's because KD is as good as KD is, but part of that is because, okay, we got to guard Steph. Uh, we got to guard Clay. Iguodala's back. All right, now we got Draymond Green. I have five guys on the court at one time, all of them can put the ball in the basket to an extent. You think LeBron's staying in Cleveland? Hell no. In life, we like to take the easy way. At least I do. I'm a millennial, I know, but we like to take the easy way. That's why everyone buys easy passes. You don't want to start paying, stop your trip, go to the toll. No one wants to do that. You take the easy way. KD took the easy way. Can't beat him? Join him. He did. Won a championship. Gonna win another one. As far as LeBron's concerned, his legacy's not in question. It shouldn't be in question. Some idiots will say, oh, he's not Jordan, whatever. LeBron James is, in my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time, if not right there with Jordan. Now he's just got to get some championships, however he can. And by winning in Cleveland, even the one time, I think that buys him street cred to say, well, I won in Cleveland. Now I can go somewhere else where they're actually going to try to win around me. KD took the easy way. When LeBron first won a championship, he took the easy way. Hey, Ray Allen, want to come join me? Okay, cool. Hey, Paul Pierce, you want to come join me? Oh, pardon me. Different big three. I screwed the big threes up. Hey, Chris Bosh, want to come join me? Want to go hang out with Dwayne Wade? I can't believe I just did that. Although Ray Allen did wind up in Miami. That's what happened there. Don't worry about it. I didn't do my notes well enough today because I was taking the easy way. We like easy. That's why when you go on a date, buy and drinks. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Malcolm Jenkins had a very poignant point that he made yesterday, and it's that. Black men are being incarcerated and shot at a higher rate than they should be in this country. And he got his point across. You want to know how? By holding up signs. Signs that could not be misinterpreted. And everyone's patting him on the back. Great job, Malcolm Jenkins. You did a really good job here. You really got our point across. People are calling him creative, calling him brave. He did it the right way. Well, he did do it the right way. Eventually, finally. And the reason he had to do it the way that he did it yesterday was because Colin Kaepernick and the others so royally screwed it up. I'm not anti Kaepernick, I'm not anti kneeling. In fact, I like why they did this. I like why the NFL players were kneeling, but their kneeling during the national anthem conflated the issues. Republicans started to say, hey, that's un American. That ain't patriotic. Screw these guys. And that became the conversation, as opposed to the black men getting incarcerated and shot at a higher rate than they should be in this country. Colin Kaepernick had his intended conversation commandeered. But he's not blameless. Yes, I understand that he talked to a military man. He said, "Eh, it's better to kneel instead of sit. I understand that Colin Kaepernick tried to do some things to make sure that the issues did not get conflated. But the issues did. The issues were always going to. Whether because of ignorance or because these are issues that big-time people, maybe the president in this country, don't want to be talking about. Either way, what Malcolm Jenkins did yesterday was the way that this should have been handled from the beginning. Because there is a story to be told. There are alarming things happening in this country. Racial inequality still is a thing. But which guy's kneeling? Which guy's not kneeling? Why is he wearing pig socks? They screwed the whole thing up. Good work, Malcolm Jenkins. Way to go. A year and a half later. Tim Ben's gonna join us coming up in about eight minutes here on the Crowley Show. You can catch him on breakfast with Ben's on the trib. T.O. announced that he ain't going to his Hall of Fame ceremony. He ain't going to the induction. He ain't giving a speech. He's in. His plaque will be there, but T.O. won't. Here's betting that he'll be on his driveway doing sit ups, giving a speech instead. Boy, is the old guard media pissed off at Terrell Owens. How dare he! That's Canton! It's a cathedral! Man, Terrell Owens was always a D-bag. Always. Always, always, always. In Dallas, that's my quarterback. In Philadelphia, calling out his quarterback. Throwing up on the field in the Super Bowl. He had all kinds of problems with his QBs. He had all kinds of problems with the media. He had all kinds of problems with his teammates. He was a showboat. He was a me guy. He only cared about himself. But you know what? He might be the greatest wide receiver of all time. (gasps) What about Jerry Rice? Yeah, Terrell Owens might be the greatest wide receiver of all time. Randy Moss is in the conversation. That's not the conversation I want to have. But the numbers that he put up to put him in that debate are the reasons why he should be in Canton. And him acting the way he acted all throughout his career is the reason why he shouldn't be going to Canton to give his speech. He's a jerk. He's a D-bag. He's a look-at-me guy. And now he's doing it for the Hall of Fame. He's being himself. He's not changing. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to go up and give his speech because a bunch of crusty old writers voted him into the Hall of Fame, with all due respect to Ed Bouchette. Why would he want to stand up there and thank the Hall of Fame voters who didn't put him in when he deserved to go in in the first place? Why would he sit there on this altar, this cathedral of football, with all the sanctimonious sports writers who wouldn't put him in even though he deserved to be in? I respect what T.O.'s doing here. And if you're butthurt about it, (sighs) why don't you get mad about what Malcolm Jenkins is talking about? Tim Benz joins us next. Ray Allen going to be with him? Paul Pierce? Tim is the official vampire of The Crowley Show. He also writes for Breakfast with Ben's. Got a lot of topics today. We'll hit them all with Tim. It's The Crowley Show. Kick off summer with big deals this week only at Dick's Sporting Goods. Get your outdoor game on with Quest Canopy Pop Up Tents now on sale for thirty nine ninety eight. Dick's logo chairs, two for ten dollars. Adidas tees, tanks, and shorts for the whole family. Select styles, buy one get 50 percent off. Hit the water with a new Zenith kayak, only one forty nine ninety eight. Walter Hagen polos, buy one get one free, and get twenty five dollars Dick's cash with a Yeti purchase of one twenty five to two forty nine ninety nine, or get fifty dollars Dick's cash with a Yeti purchase of two fifty or more. Every season starts at Dick's. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Was it when did I realize that I screwed up? Was it Kevin Garnett? Did I say Kevin Garnett? I think I said Paul, Paul Pierce. I said, <laughs> said Paul Pierce. <laughs> I went, I went Ray Allen because I remember him being a Miami Heat player. <laughs> and then it, well, it all went backwards from there. Uh, the original big three, they say.
2: They're all a big three in their own way. Yeah. <laughs> Can you name the Boston big three? Yeah, it was Kevin Garnett, Paul
1: Pierce, and Ray Allen. And Ray John. <laughs> final game of the cup final tonight? I don't know. I'd love to see Vegas come back, obviously, and win this series, but I don't think that's going to happen. Stan said on his show earlier, very pettily, I might add, that he would like to see the Capitals win tonight so that they don't get to win it in Washington. So if they're going to win it, eh, it would be nice to see them not win it at home. It'd be nice to not have to see all those rock the red jamokes jumping up and down and clapping their hands. Tim Benz joins us now. He, of course, from the trip. Breakfast with Benz. You can check that out every morning. I know I do. Tim, hello. How are you today?
0: You got a little love in Breakfast with Benz today, speaking of the Capitals. I got love. Yes, you did. I embedded, did you not see that one post that we had up today about this very topic about Penguins fans rooting or not rooting for the Capitals and how I embedded your tweet saying that it's okay for Penguins fans to harbor resentment and not do this faux altruistic thing that some Penguins fans are doing and just root against their rival, I gave you I gave you credit.
1: Well, this is funny because I read your stuff every morning. And the two times that I have it, I've been mentioned. How's that work?
0: I don't know. Like you've got to do a little bit of a Google search on yourself because you might just pop up. If I Actually t- don't do a Google search of yourself. That's never a good idea in our business. It's just a blow to your ego.
1: Yeah, it would be an absolute blow to the ego. Uh, You're spot on, though. I know where you've sat on this for a while, and uh, you and I were even Twitter-shaming the same guy, and I I think you put it best. Uh, I said this the other day on the show. uh, Tim said this is just a preening, pandering attempt to look enlightened, and I think that's a perfect way of putting it.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. You know, Penguins fans are notorious for doing this. I mean, you just want to look like the most enlightened fan base in all the NHL and giving that much love to your rival, I don't think accomplishes that. Um, You know, there's nothing more meaningful in life these these days than to be recognized on social media with likes and retweets. And there's no easier way to do that than to say something good or nice so other people who see it just feel compelled to hit the like (laughs) and retweet button. And that's what's going on, I think, to a large degree with this Capitals thing. You know, I don't hear a lot of Steelers fans talking about losing to the Bengals and then rooting for Cincinnati to beat whoever it is from the NFC in the Super Bowl. Like, that's never going to happen. Even the mentality of, well, at least it's not the Flyers, you don't hear Steelers fans (laughs) say after the Patriots get knocked out, well, at least it's not the Patriots when the Ravens go to the Super Bowl. It, just, it doesn't work that way in football, nor do I think it should. Um, I think it's this, this idea of we've had enough, let's spread the wealth. No, hold on to yours as much as possible, and the last person in the world you want to give that wealth to is Tom Wilson, or the guy who did the bird celebration in your face in overtime of Game 6, or the guy that you've lived the boo for so many years in alexander ovechkin even though ovechkin thing bothers me to a degree i don't know how you feel about this adam but you know the whole oh ovi deserves one does he if he deserved one he'd have one by now we I mean, deserve one does he deserve a championship any more than ted williams or dan marino or john stockton or carl malone or ernie banks uh, win one what do you mean deserve you don't deserve and finish the
1: job you deserve one when you win one, and when they win, I will watch him lift the cup, but I'm not going to watch anybody else win the cup. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I think that's the right way to say it. I think if, if he hoists the cup and maybe the con Smythe, I say to myself, I'll say out loud, I'll say in print, that was well-deserved. But you don't just say you deserve one until you do. If that were the case, Jim Kelly would have at least one ring on his finger.
1: Tim, I think one of the other reasons why people are doing this is self-defense a little bit, too. Well, oh, I'm happy if the Capitals win. So when Capitals fans throw it back in Penguins fans' face, that Twitter jabroni can say, oh, I don't care. No, you guys got yours. There you go. Uh, well,
0: may- maybe, maybe, or maybe it's a different sort of passive-aggressiveness here in the sense that it's, well, you know, let's root for the Caps, because in August we can say to ourselves, well, we lost the eventual Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> right. So that's almost like winning three in a row.
1: Well, let me ask you this. In terms of the rivalry, does this make the rivalry better, though, if they win it just because they've actually had success? I tend to think that it does.
0: It it does. It's a different spin on it. It's a new tone to it. It'll be a new chapter, and that's better than rewriting the same thing over and over again, which I think we got into a rut of doing. So I think you're right there. But (laughs) I also think that's where all of this stuff that we're talking about right now ends up being proven false because you know (laughs) once it happens next year and they see him again in the playoffs, all these niceties that we're throwing around about Alexander Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Holtby, boy, they're going to be a race quick, aren't they?
1: Oh, yes, and we're going to laugh at that moment if we're not crying. Think about
0: the fun stuff you can't do anymore. You can't make fun of the president's trophy banners you got to get rid of the uh, Twitter meme of Ovi holding the golf bag aloft, that cartoon that we've all used a thousand times in Twitter exchanges with capital fans. Uh, you, you can't just blatantly make fun of Mia Cleave or Britt McHenry. They're going to be happy for a year. Like, none of this is good news if Washington wins. I'm sorry, plus, they're beating Marc-Andre Fleury in Vegas. and The best story in hockey, well, not in hockey history, but oh, one of the best stories in pro sports history them coming down the pike and getting this far, I don't want to see the Capitals in that.
1: No, uh, I don't either. They're going to though, and and it yeah, and it sucks. It's not it's not good. Uh, it hurts the ego. And when you bring up a uh, you bring up Mia Khalifa, you bring up Britt McHenry, it just makes my skin crawl. I don't want them to be happy at all, especially Britt McHenry. Uh, she's a snake in the grass. That one.
0: Oh yeah, and she just loves to do whatever she can to further the political divide in the country, which. Somehow, I think she she was so evil for a while. I think she managed to unite people. <laughs> She's actively <laughs> dividing people just because she took a side. Hey, speaking of this, who do you think? Are, am I the only one out there that thinks that Kuznetsov should win the? Contract? Oh hell no!
1: You and me are on the same page there, buddy. He's been the best player oh, okay. in these playoffs. He's a stud. He's a stud. I thought stud. that before the four assist game.
0: I think that for as great as Ovechkin has been. I think that Kuznetsov – Kuznetsov, I guess, is kind of playing the Kessel role, the way Kessel was the last two years, where he's putting up the points and so much of what he has done has led to others putting up points. But he's not going to be the story because Ovi was the story similar to how Sid was. And, you know, the way that he has imprinted games is not exactly the same way that Sid did it, but the tone of that is very similar. But I think Kuznetsov's precision passing and – kind of looking one step ahead once he's gotten into the offensive zone i think he's been dynamic and the other thing i'll say to that adam is his skill matching his potential this year as opposed to last and definitely as opposed to the year before where i thought he was trash in 16 i thought he was much better in 17 yes but this year he's that's why they are where they are it's guys like him orlov has gotten better you know, even Carlson, I think, is obviously Holtby. Now, Obie's actually always been pretty good in the playoffs. Maybe it's not cashed in in Game 7, but Kuznetsov's consistency and elevated level of play over the course of this postseason, to me, hockey, just flat-out hockey wide has been a bigger story for the Caps.
1: And I think that having maybe the biggest moment in the playoffs means something too. And it was a tor- game 6 when you mean? Yeah, it's a torch passing moment from one champion to the eventual other champion and they slayed their rival and he was dominant in that series. Now not to the extent that he's been in the other series in fact, but he was still very good. Uh, so he's he's my vote too, Tim, without a doubt. Uh moving on to baseball. Were you at the Pirates game today?
0: I was over in the clubhouse Earlier, because I'm doing a piece on Chad Cool, who's kind of the lone bright spot right about now that they've lost 14 of 19 after Dude. the day. So I just went over. He was the only guy in the clubhouse. I walked over, talked to him, and left. <laughs> so, um <laughs> you know, kind of like those people who staged that mini protest a couple years ago, I guess. But I didn't buy my ticket, go in, get Bob, nothing, my money, and then leave. I just walked in with my credential and then walked out again.
1: Oh, so you weren't wearing a green T-shirt.
0: No, no, I was not.
1: Okay. No. Now, did you walk in seeking out Chad Cool, or did you only do a story on Chad Cool because he was the only guy in the locker room?
0: No, 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 seriously, I did. I mean, I've been looking at his numbers, and I've been trying to figure out, you know, is there any positive left the way things are going? And he's now gone six-plus and five of six. Remember, that was the big thing for him last year. Is he couldn't finish six, and uh, it wasn't a matter of fatigue. He never got tired. He just didn't make quality pitches and got deep into counts and gave up runs and You know, the the batting order saw him too many times, and he would just crap out in five innings. And he's been good lately. After tie on today, he's now leading the team in ERA. He probably will end up leading them in innings pitched and strikeouts after the start tomorrow against Chicago. And it was just timely with him pitching on a Friday. And I was out of Steelers' stories for the time being.
1: In terms of Zheng Ho Gang, the main cry against the Pirates is always, and accurately so, the management does not do enough to win. Well, bringing in a dude who makes five and a half million dollars, despite the off the field nonsense, should make Pirates fans happy, then, right?
0: I suppose, and maybe that will replace the guy that they should DFA, who's making five million dollars right now.
1: Uh, that's that's a good point. Uh, just plugging one hole with more salary. I actually kind of feel bad for Jung Ho, to be honest. Part not Jung Ho. My God, not at all. I actually feel bad a little bit for Sean Rodriguez. It's not his fault that he's getting trotted out there every damn day.
0: Yeah, it's one of these situations where, hey, it's not my fault I suck this bad. Uh, It's sort of like a backup quarterback or, you know, if your starting goalie goes down to the best of seven, you're playing a really good team and the guy's getting shredded. (laughs) There's only so much he can do. But, you know, the issue is if he can only do this, then he shouldn't be playing. No. I don't think I hear you. You're right. I mean, it does... I don't like cracking on a guy who tries as hard as he does. It's just his... Trying is paying is paying zero dividends. In fact, it's well, what's the opposite of war? Is there an LAR like or LBR lose below replacement or something like that? That's, I mean, that's, what, that's where he's I the mean, he right now. he's
1: been just brutal. And you, well, at least he's a defensive replacement. No, he's not. His glove hand looks like Matt Murray's in the playoffs this year. Wow, bam, got it. Tim Ben's joining us here uh, on the Crowley Show, flipping now to football. One of the topics that I've heard discussed on the radio today, is, is Shazier going to play football again? And I don't feel great guessing about that. I, I just don't. I feel like it kind of diminishes everything that he's been through. Do you think it's out of bounds to ask the, the people, the callers on the station across the street, do you think he's going to play football again?
0: I don't think it's out of bounds because Shazier talked about it so prominently. Okay. And he was so definitive about it that he obviously wanted to be a topic of discussion. He could have pussyfooted around that and avoided having all of us talk about it, but he didn't, he embraced it and in fact, advanced the discussion. So I don't feel guilty talking about it. I just don't have an opinion aside from I'm rooting for whatever he wants. And I'm sorry to be that, you know, flaccid about this because people are taking a real hard line stance on it, but I just want whatever he wants. if, if I have a great deal of faith, especially in this situation, on what the doctors know that I don't. You know, if at some point it should come to pass that a doctor says, this guy's spine is stable enough to play football again, and I'll put my name on it, then so be it. What do, what do I know that this doctor doesn't? Now, that might be eons away. And then we get beyond the, his spine is stable enough to play again, but can he run anymore? because he's still walking with a cane at this point and if you're walking with a if you're walking with a cane right now in May of 2018 does that mean you're on the opening day roster in September of 2019 even if your spine is stable enough
1: well see and it's probably just probably not. it's just that for me Tim that that's the conversation and you're right he did invite it to an extent but I hate the conversation of well he's moving a little bit more spryly now than he was at the draft let's see where he's going to be in 6 weeks you know what i mean
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to play a junior varsity draft right. analyst and talk about how he's opening his hips up and and how he's going to be <laughs> in his backpedal based on where he is now with one cane as opposed to the day before with two. I'm not going to do that. You're not
1: Doctor Chow,
0: right? Right, nor my like Doctor Chow. Um, we haven't heard from him in a while. Hug is is his is his run of popularity over or what? Like he just seems to have become more of a non I don't know, even last football season, I don't think I heard from him as much. Did you?
1: I blocked him, so I have no idea.
0: Oh, really? Good. Good for you. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yeah,
1: John Steigerwald uh, doesn't exist in my life anymore, and neither does Mr. Chow, or Dr. Chow. Sorry, Chow. Sorry, uh, you are, in fact, a doctor. Uh, Last thing here for you, Tim, Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, I thought, had a great idea to hold up the signs, because it was to the point, I think people get it, if you can read, But I don't think he'd have had to have done that if Kaepernick and others didn't conflate the issues by kneeling at the anthem in the first place. Again, I don't think it's awful that they do it, but it was always going to be a different issue to some people than Kaepernick and others wanted the issue to be.
0: Yeah, that's been my argument the whole time is that you've got the wrong guy delivering the right message. And that was clear in how he approached this. And, you know, there's this whole strain, whether or not it's real or not, I don't know, this conversation that even sought out the advice of a veteran and said, don't sit stand or don't sit kneel, rather kneeling looks more respectful and thoughtful and, you know, sitting sends the wrong message. Well, doing anything against the flag sends the wrong message because then that's all you're going to talk about. I mean, look at us right now. We're still talking about it and not talking about the issue that he wanted advanced because he brought the flag into it. So it blew up in his face and. Yeah, the Malcolm Jenkins thing, it was effective because I think it probably got people back on point again. But, um, uh, I don't know. I I think this story is just going to keep going in cycles until... uh, I think that part of the reason why the players were willing to back off and all just stand on the sideline again for the anthem is they realized, A, the wires got crossed by Kaepernick and what he was trying to do in the first place, and B, they were just tired of being asked about it and talking about it. And this thing will pop up and go away, pop up and go away, just like a lot of stories do, um, you know, like PEDs and other nonstop stories. You know, that's got new life now, that story, because of uh, Julian Edelman today. But um, I don't know where it ends, Adam. And, you know, I talked about this is in Breakfast with Benz a little bit. What, When are we allowed to say the team should go back to the White House again? Does it have to be a Democrat who's back in? Does it have to be a minority who's the president? Can it be a Republican? Just not Trump. I mean, what are the rules so I can set my bar of Twitter outrage? Someone tell me (laughs) so I can be in an appropriate place.
1: I just need a guy who you know doesn't disrespect women and minorities. That's that's all I got to do.
0: That's all I need. All right. Well, does Mike Pence fall in that? Like, what if Pence is the president? What what if Trump and gay people and
1: gay people. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna put gay people in there. Okay, there we go. Got to... Now we're clear. Now we're clear. Uh Tim, uh thanks for the time. As always. Thanks for the uh, mention in Breakfast with Ben's, and Go Capitals.
0: Tell you what I'll do. From wait, go capitals, so that we just agree Go night. Nice, no, Go down.
1: Capitals, man. What are you talking about? Paul Zeiss just wrote a column telling me that I have to root for Washington.
0: Oh no, you do not. Um <laughs> I will text you from now on if I put a reference to you or one of your tweets. In breakfast the bench, so you'll be acutely aware. And next time, you got to tag me in the cheese teas because I almost forgot about your call today. Because I usually rely on that as my reminder.
1: I thought I did tag you in the cheese teas.
0: No, I don't, I don't think so. I didn't see it in my interaction. Uh huh,
1: I did. You are wrong. You did? Yeah.
0: I got to double check then. Your Twitter's I broken. Of, I got a lot of feedback on my feedback column today. We started a new column today. It's called "You Mad Bro," and it just gives people a chance to rage back at me for something I wrote. So the cheese teas might have been buried in other people who have now been encouraged to yell back at me. Because, you know, Adam, I don't have enough opportunities for the masses to interact with me via email, Twitter, when I'm on the radio, uh, Facebook. There's just not enough places to tell me how much I suck from the, from the masses out there. So we need one more opportunity.
1: Well, I'd say starting maybe tomorrow, just pin your location. We can just do it in person. <laughs>
0: That's a good call. I will do that. We'll just hold up signs to each other like Malcolm Jenkins. That'll be fantastic radio.
1: Well, check out the cheese tees. You'll see it there. See you, buddy. All right, later. Tim Benz. Breakfast with Benz. Trip live. Check it out. Because I'm mentioned prominently. Always am. Well, twice it happened. The only two times I haven't read his columns. Coming up next, more on Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm? Malcolm? Millennium Falcon? falcon doesn't matter he made signs because issues are getting conflated we'll get into that a little bit more and we will teach you about iceland it's the crowley show so brian did google search me There's a photographer, Adam Crowley, but I'm now pushing him off the front page of Google.
2: Yeah, good luck, Adam Crowley. He's not a very good photographer. Is he not? No. You do a much better radio show than he does a uh, photography thing.
1: Suck on that, Adam Crowley. You know who he isn't? I'll give you a guess, Tom. You know what he isn't? Uh, He's not you. Which means he's not? Great. Correct. But he ain't the crow Man.
2: Oh no! That well, no guy one can is never. No, the crow, man.
1: I'm the crowd man. This is just some random photographer. Check him out, AdamCrowley.com.
2: And I, if you were a photographer, I'd see you as like some kind of like, I don't know, like guy who's like, give it all to me, give it to me. You know, let me see the emotion, let me see the expression, let me feel it, let me feel it. Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. I could do that.
1: Do that. Kind of guy. I got the energy. Yeah. I don't have the ability to take photographs, though. Although I suppose whoever you take a photo of could make or break whether or not it's a good photo.
2: You'd have a scarf on, too. Oh, that yeah. i would be wearing a scarf.
1: My jeans would be even skinnier. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. I'd have eyeliner on. Probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But not so much as it's going to, like, ruin or, like, be smudged when you take pictures. That's true. Yeah. It'll be thoughtfully done.
1: And I would be the kind of guy who would take those photographs to the darkroom.
2: Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. No, you don't want any digital
1: prints. No, no, no. Yeah. It's 2018 in every industry except... It's For photography.
2: You got to be artisan. You do. Yeah. Organic. Hip.
1: Stir. Malcolm Jenkins got a good point across by holding up signs in front of the media and not answering any questions. Here's what his signs said Colin Kaepernick gave $1 million to charity, Chris Long gave his entire year's salary to educational initiatives. Ben Watson and Mario Davis helped push through L.A. House Bill 265, restoring voting rights for returning citizens. More than 60% of people in prison are people of color. Nearly 200,000 juveniles enter the adult criminal system each year, most for nonviolent crimes. In 2018, 439 people shot and killed by police. 8% of the United States population is African-American males. 25% of those people who are shot are African-American males. All great points. All points that Cap was trying to make, but it was easy for the political right in this country to move the goalposts so that these issues weren't being talked about. Cap should never have worn pig socks because that changed the conversation. The anthem kneeling changed the conversation and made it about the kneeling, not about the social justice, injustice. Donald Trump doesn't want the conversation to be about prisons and police brutality. He wants everything to seem hunky-dory in this country, so he latches on to the different fight. Colin Kaepernick gave him something to latch onto, the anthem fight. His base follows suit. What Malcolm Jenkins did was badass and poignant, but it was necessary because the cause wasn't trumpeted correctly from the start. I'd like to see players have the right to kneel, but I also understand that the NFL is a business and they can tell their employees what their code of conduct is. But just because I've always seen the point of the protesters doesn't mean that the general public has. And it doesn't mean that even if some in the general public do, that they can't turn it into something different. What can be misconstrued about what Jenkins did yesterday? What can be misconstrued about what Jenkins conveyed? Nothing. You can argue about the merit, I suppose. But he got his point across. Kaepernick did, eventually. Shouldn't have taken that long. Every day on the Crowley Show this week, We've been teaching you about countries, because the United States soccer team, the bastards that they are, didn't make the World Cup. So we're looking for a team to root for. And day by day, we'll put it up on a Twitter poll, at underscore Adam Crowley. We'll go group by group, and whichever country wins the Twitter poll, we will advance in our tournament to try to see which team we can root for. Today, it's Group D. And right now, it's Iceland. Wow. Powerful start. Holy crap.
2: That's some serious stuff right there.
1: This is like Game of Thrones shiz.
2: Yeah. Well, they do have Vikings. Vikings come from up there.
1: I think Vikings settled Iceland. In
2: fact, why don't we learn? Let's learn, Adam. I will learn, you guys. Fun with countries with Adam Crowley. Not the photographer. Iceland does not have an army. Or a navy. Or an air force. Why would you need one when you're so damn cool? Side note.
1: Why haven't we invaded Iceland? It is right there for the day. It's just right it's there. It's so small. It's right.
2: I mean, they got hot tubs. Natural kind.
1: It's about 39,000 square miles. It's close to the size of Ohio, but nowhere near as crappy.
2: Well, that's why we didn't invade. Who needs another Ohio? I don't need another Ohio. I <laughs> yeah, don't want that.
1: Mosquitoes do not exist in Iceland.
2: You know what? That's interesting, because there are no forests either. <sighs> yeah, I'm chicken egg. A majority of Icelanders believe in elves.
1: I don't know how much different that is than here, though. Because if you believe in Santa, you believe in elves.
2: That's a very good point. That's a
1: very good point. That might be the best point I made on the show so far.
2: And doesn't Santa live up there? In Iceland? Or somewhere around there? I think so.
1: There's a volcanic eruption every four years on average. I'm out. As you mentioned, there are no forests in Iceland. At 43.5 hours per week, they have the longest work week in Europe. That is stupid. Round that bitch off. The Icelandic language remains unchanged from ancient Norse. That means 1,000-year-old texts are still easily read.
2: Yeah, the Icelandic people are not uh, much for change. No. I mean, they still haven't added a McDonald's. Not one in the entire country.
1: Babies in Iceland are routinely left outside to nap.
2: Well, I mean, you gotta make your babies tough, right?
1: You do, when you're living in Iceland. In 2010, <gasps> Iceland banned strip clubs.
2: Yeah, but you can do it outside. You can't? Yeah, just not in a club. You can be nude outside in Iceland? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I'm going with that.
1: Now nah, sounds good for me. I know in Spain you could be nude. Iceland's basically just a colder Spain. Is Iceland the same as Greenland? No. Are we
2: sure about that? We're positive. Uh, I don't know. They no, seem like the same countries. No, we're positive about that. Fun fact about Iceland. When it was founded, they called it Iceland, so no more jaboks would come up and inhabit the country. Is You're that like, why they is, did that? This is Iceland. So it's when, like pretty green there. When the Vikings
1: start riding in, and they're all hinga dinga dargan, you say... It's Iceland, and then they say, oh, we don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, we don't want be to That's too that. Yeah,
2: okay. so they took their parrots, they turned their ships around, and they went home.
1: I ah. like Iceland. It's winning the poll so far. At underscore Adam Crowley. We're going to get to Nigeria in a little bit Croatia as well. And Argentina. All going to be learned about as we continue on the Crowley Show. Coming up next.
2: Hey, Adam. Did you know this? Icelandic horses display two additional gates as compared to all other breeds. I did, and then I didn't add it because it's not interesting.
1: Oh. I was 100% right about the NBA Finals, and I'm not going to have to eat poop.
2: Hey, Adam, did you know that roughly 85% of Iceland's energy is renewable uh, from renewable resources? Oh. And well over half of that is geothermal. huh Also going to talk about LeBron wanting an easier path. Hey, Adam. Usually a temperate country, not too hot or cold. The highest temperature recorded was 30.5 degrees Celsius at the Eastern Fjords in 1939. That's lovely. That's, that's cold. Did Iguadalla make that big of a difference? Hey, Adam. First names not previously used in Iceland must be approved by the Icelandic Naming Committee. They're a big deal. Huh. It's ESP in Pittsburgh. If you were a photographer, I'd see you as like some kind of like. I don't know, like guy who's like give it all to me. Give it to me. you know. let me see the emotion. Let me see the expression Let me feel it. Let me feel it. Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it
1: Okay, you're an animal.
2: Yes, there we go. You're a tiger. You're turning the target. You're great Very good. Loving it now. You're a
0: lemma Running as a pack Yes. Yes, we are left We are right.
2: Yes,
1: yes, yes. He's a predator out of the jungle. What's going on? Burrow Burrow. That's right to a limit. That's all you've got. You don't have sharp teeth capable of biting. They interconnect interconnected
2: series of tunnels like the Viet Cong. And look, 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 look! I'm not even shooting you. It's crazy, and I'm spent.